1: One of the things I've realized is that there's so many chemicals in laundry detergent and the soaps out there. So I either make it myself, it's actually pretty easy, or I use my green fills. If you go to ChantelRayWay.com soap, I'll give you my free recipe for laundry soap. Or if you just feel like buying one that's really clean and not filled with tons of chemicals, you can get it there. ChantelRayWay.com soap. Hey guys, I'm on my way home from being on national TV talking about intermittent fasting and I'm answering the question, does intermittent fasting help you lose weight? Maybe you guys have tried intermittent fasting and lost some weight, but now you might just be stuck in a rut where you're not losing as much as you want. Well, I've interviewed over a thousand thin eaters and I've learned that intermittent fasting is just one of the tools they use, but there's so many more. There's nine other principles that they use to stay thin. To get out of your rut, click here to watch this free video. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And today I have Trisha Nelson of HealyourHunger.com. And today we're answering the question, are you an emotional eater? And learn how to end emotional eating forever. So welcome, Trisha, and tell listeners a little bit about yourself and what brought you into this path and how did you develop HealyourHunger.com?
0: Awesome. Thank you, Chantel. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I, you know, this started way back when for me. And I, I think from the get go as far back as I can remember, I loved food. So I just loved everything about food. Food is a big source of excitement for me. And my family as a kid, when my family was going out to dinner, I'd get like heart palpitations, (laughs) like I'd be all excited all day. And it was just a big like food was just like my most exciting thing to look forward to. And so um, I didn't think a lot about it, but as I, as I got an adolescence, I started gaining weight and I started struggling with my weight and going on diets and, joining gyms and this kind of thing. And this is how it progressed. And, you know, I thought I just liked food. Um, but as the time went on, and as the different things I tried didn't work for me, um, in terms of curbing my eating and my binge eating, I was definitely a binger. And, um, you know, when I hated my body, I had this roll of fat in my tummy. And I would imagine doing crazy things like slicing it off or getting some disease where I'd automatically lose weight or joining. I even, I mean, this is severe as well. I thought of joining the army where they'd forced me to go through boot camp and, you know, because I wasn't an exerciser because I was overweight and just not motivated. And so I had these crazy self deprecating thoughts. And You know, it was really because I couldn't control my eating, and so what happened for me after so many different things didn't work, I really came into a place of despair, and I thought, you know, I'm I can't do this the rest of my life. Go up and down the scale, you know, I'd like gain twenty, and then I'd lose ten, and then I'd gain another ten back, and and it was just really all over the scale, like all over the scale, up and down, yo-yoing, and. What happened Chantel is I met somebody who explained to me that my problem was not food or weight you know, that I I had different like underlying issues that were driving my eating and my compulsion to eat. And that made a lot of sense to me. And, and I was shown a way to really address those underlying causes and to address the emotional eating because I knew a lot about nutrition. Like I knew a lot, you know, when you're struggling with your weight, you read the books, you know, you listen to the lectures and, and, and all this kind of thing. But when when like for me I was struggling chronically and I really needed to go deeper. And so when I addressed the underlying causes, that's that was the ticket for me. And I had been fifty pounds overweight and Um, was able to lose the weight and keep it off. And it's been about 30 years now, which I'm super grateful for. And what happened was, is I really developed, based on what I did to overcome the problem, I developed a system that I now show other people how to do. And that's how Heal Your Hunger came about. And I've literally been doing this work for 30 years, showing people how to overcome emotional eating. And it's, it's really not that hard. It's just you need to have a step-by-step process. And that's when it worked for me, that's just what I wanted to share with other people. So
1: let's talk about, I know you have on your website, you've got a great, uh, an emotional eater quiz. Yeah. And people should go online to take that, but give us a glimpse of what some of those things are. So like, if you say, okay, I am an emotional eater. Here's some of the things that I would check. Yes. On the always or. Yeah.
0: To- and And it's funny, and that quiz is a great barometer for people, because it'll show you, you know, what I always say, um, and I'll get to the answer in a second, but what I always say is it's really a spectrum, like we're all on the spectrum, like I feel like we all eat emotionally, I mean, I've had friends who are thin and fit and, you know, they look great, but when things get stressful, they're eating, they're munching out, they're looking for the ice cream. So I feel like we all have the tendency, I feel like maybe God made us as, you know, to have this propensity to have comfort from food. So we'll continue to eat and subsist, but there's people who take it way too far. And that was true for me. So on the low end, I'd say is just regular emotional eating, going overboard now and then, and the high end is food addiction. And that's really where I was. And it was emotional eating and, but it was to the to the levels of food addiction. So that's what people will find out from that quiz is where they are on that spectrum. And so on the quiz, there are questions like, you know, have you lied about what you've eaten? You know, have you eaten something and felt guilty about it and lied about it? Um, have you, you know, and this isn't necessarily in the quiz, but these are some of the ways for people to know if they're emotional eaters, you know, when times get tough, do you turn to food? Like, it, it like do you start thinking about what you're going to eat? Like, is it your go-to is your, is your con- your source of comfort you know is it your source of entertainment like is it like your favorite thing to do (laughs) you know um but there's more severe things like for me I literally when my when I would binge I'd have like salty things and sugary things and cookies and ice cream and, and these different things and chips and I'd sit in front of the tv and binge and then then I'd feel sick because I'd eaten so much that I just was like, I'm never eating that again. And I'd grab the food and I'd throw it out. I'd be like convinced, cause I felt so sick. I'd be convinced I was never gonna eat that again. And then a few hours later when I had digested some food and had ruined my stomach, I'd go back and retrieve that food from the garbage. And to me, that's like on the higher end, you know, of people who have done that. And there's tons of people. I did a YouTube video about that once and all these people are commenting like, oh my God, I thought that was the only one. So that's more like, you know, on the spectrum, on the higher end of the spectrum, have you done like shameful, humiliating things that you hope never, no one ever knows, you know, and that with the irony is that so many people have done it and we're all walking around thinking we're the only ones. So that's that's kind of just to give you an example, but you know, in terms of addiction, you know, what are some of the telltale signs of, you know, the, the classic signs of addiction, you know, one of them is, you know, you eat, or I mean, or that you do whatever, addictive habit it is. You do that to your peril, like, like despite negative consequences. And if you think about eating, you know, when we overeat in spite of the fact that our doctor told us we need to lose weight. In fact, the, the fact that we have, you know, pre-diabetic condition, the fact that, you know, we get migraines every time we eat sugar, but we eat sugar anyway. These are some signs too of emotional eater. We're eating where you're, you're compelled to eat in spite of negative consequences. So there's a lot of different signs, but those are some of them.
1: So let's talk about really practical ways. Give us some examples. So right now, let's pretend that I'm stressed out about the coronavirus. I'm stressed out about work. I'm stressed out about money. I got all these things that's going on. And right now I want to overeat. So I want you to walk us through the self-talk of exactly what I'm going to say to myself right now. I'm, I'm in that panic mode. I'm about to run to food. What, what am I saying to myself?
0: Uh, okay. What I'm going to say is probably not what you want to hear, but I'm going to say to anybody in that position that you're too late. Okay. And what I mean by that is this is not emotionally, eating is not something where you just, I mean, yes, I can, I can share. And I do share different things to do. And, you know, in the moment, certainly distracting yourself from that compulsion by taking a walk, walking is a great way to change your state, but I really feel like it's too late in that moment. And what people need to realize is that so much of the time when we do eat, like like the slump in the afternoon, when we want to pick, uh, pick me up, that's when we reach for coffee or sugar because we're like, ah, I'm low on energy, you know? And And there are other healthy habits to turn to, but if we if we kind of dial it back and start at the beginning of the day, that's really when we can set ourselves up for success. And so much of the time, you know, I always say overeaters are overdoers. So we're like in do 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 mode all the time. And so when we get out of bed and we're just like like ricocheting off of different, you know, projects and different things, taking care of the kids, you know, driving here and there, answering telephone calls, sending emails. When we're in that do mode right off the bat. You know, what we haven't done is started with self-care. We haven't started by filling up our tank first. And so much of the time, you know, late, you know statistically speaking about 75% of emotional eaters have the hardest time from about 4 p.m. on um, into the evening. You know, it's, our willpower is stronger earlier in the day. And so what I tell people is put money in your bank, you know, in your bank account at the beginning of the day so you can draw on it later in the day. And what I mean by that is set up a morning ritual where you are starting with some calm, with some centering practices like meditation, prayer, you know, spiritual readings, Um, taking a walk, you know, doing things that can help you really just get centered and calm before you're out there doing, before you're out there really like just answering everybody's needs. Because as women, you know, that's what we're doing is we're taking care of other people and we really need to start by taking care of ourselves. So while definitely in the moment that you want to go eat, we can talk about that. I just wanted to first say how important it is that we start really filling ourselves up first thing in the morning, because then we're having Gonna have a better time of it later in the day when we do have that craving. We're gonna be able to like get still and quiet, get more accustomed to being still and quiet, you know, and be able to turn to that. And I literally, when I do get that slump in the afternoon, that's when I actually I do my second meditation. And um, for some people, it may seem crazy, but I found meditation to be so useful in really getting centered and not needing to have that. It's basically slowing down. And I think right now in our lives, we're all getting a lesson in slowing down because we're stuck at home, you know, and it, there's some silver linings to that, right? I mean, we're not out there being super women. We've got more time to maybe tend to our ourselves, you know, so that's what I would say is that, you know, there are ways to distract um, and to just come back to center and, and, and source our inner energy and our spiritual energy. And that for me, it's meditation in the middle of the day instead of coffee or chocolate, um, but there's other things as well. And also, I think, especially now, um, connection and community, even if it's community online is more valuable than ever, because isolation is, I'd say an emotional eater's worst enemy, you know, it, it, it's like, we're already isolated with our eating habits, thinking we're the only ones. And so more than ever, you know, we need to be connecting at the heart level, get, get that oxytocin hit, you know, and get those hormones, those feel good hormones going on to feed our souls, because that's really what we're hungry for so much of the time, is we're really, we're, we're, we, are, we have a deeper hunger and we're just feeding it with you know, empty calories, but it's really, um, you know, we can feed ourselves at a much deeper level.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you are understanding what true hunger is, like if you're saying, okay, am I physically hungry or am I emotionally hungry right now? That is a big deal. And so for me, I would say what I would do right at that moment, I would stop and say, okay, God, I'm going to pray right now. Because what I really want to do is I want to go into that pantry and I want to grab everything that's in there, but I'm not. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just stop. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to go for a walk. Um, but give us some more practical tips. So totally, what, what are some things that you are going to say to yourself at that point, if you're there, that you're going to say, okay, we need to stop this pattern, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. So, so the bottom line is, ask yourself, what are you really hungry for? because it isn't for food. Typically it's like so much of the time we're eating out of anxiety, you know, and more than ever we have anxiety now because of all that's happening and you know, we nervousness is so much what causes this, you know, and it, it, it settles us to be eating carbs. You know, we get that serotonin hit, you know, and, and that settling down and that, that calming effect of carbs. Um, and so Really just checking in with ourselves. And again, that's why that's getting used to being more centered and having time to ourselves and really checking in. Journaling is something that can help too, to really get in touch with what's really going on. For me, when I have a compulsion to eat or I'm just feeling nervous to eat, I, I really have to ask myself what's going on. Like, what are you... What are you nervous about? What are you afraid of? you know and and emotional eaters have a lot of fear, I think, more than your average person um, in my experience, we tend to be more fearful, more anxious, types, you know, and food has been what, you know, our thing that we've used to set to kind of quell those fears. And so, you know, I'll notice if there's a phone call, I don't want to make or there's paperwork, I don't want to do like taxes or something really annoying. You know, it doesn't come easily to me, then I'll start thinking, what can I eat, you know, and that's that again, that's that anxiety. So what's really going on is there's some uncomfortable feelings I don't want to feel. You know, in my experience that's, that's that's really what it comes down to is we tend to overeat on account of feel like not wanting to feel the breadth of our emotions, and that's really that's really the lesson is that you know the more we can get accustomed to just feeling all our feelings and not and and realizing they're not going to kill us because so much of the time it's like this is overwhelming, I can't do this but really breaking it down and realizing that it's nothing, like there's no feeling really that will kill us. Um, But I think when when we've been stuffing our feelings for so long, we have that knee jerk kind of, it's kind of ancient and it's kind of, it's really deep, that idea that if I feel this, it's going to, Break me. Like, I'm not going to be able to bear this, you know? And that's why we pad ourselves with food and with excess weight, is just sort of shielding ourselves from, you know, the extent of emotions. And I think even more than now, I mean, more than ever right now, you know, there's so many feelings that we don't usually have to have even have to face, you know? So I think it's so good we're having this conversation because, you know, together we can do it, nobody can do alone. And that's the key is together and with God, you know, Anything can be overcome.
1: Mm. Yeah, I love that, and I I think so. Just stopping and asking that question: What am I hungry for? Right, and so then you can answer that question and say, you know, what I'm really hungry for right now is something calming. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling stressed. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a hot bath. I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to go pray. I'm going to go read some Bible verses. I'm going to go to yoga class. Whatever it is for you that is going to help you to calm down, right? Completely. Because I want to make sure I understand that me eating that food when I'm not physically hungry is not going to calm me down. It's actually going to make things worse.
0: Yeah. That
1: food is not going to be calming. It may be for, for one minute, but it's not going to be calming for for you know an hour yeah.
0: two hours. and that's a problem with food is it's such a quick fix and then and then nothing's fixed Nothing you know in finished. the moment or it's actually yes. that's what you have to say to yourself yeah then you you not only have the original like concern or anxiety you have that plus you have the extra like pain of what we just did ourselves and the self-recrimination on top of it and the despair of how am I going to get this Fat off of my body, you know. It's just it compounds the whole thing. But really, feeding that deeper hunger—that is really the key. And always picking up the phone and talking is the quickest state change. Like calling a family member or a friend, somebody who's going to comfort you. Don't call somebody who's more freaked out than you are. <laughs> you know, although sometimes being of service can help get get you out of yourself too, getting out, getting out of your head. But you know, what I find is there's. I have something called the anatomy of the emotional eater, which is 24 personality traits that really uh, emotional eaters have more than your average person. And one of those is having a racing mind And so we tend to like awfulize and think of the worst case scenarios so much. And this is part of the anxiety as well, you know? And when we do pick up the phone and talk to somebody, anything we can do to just take our minds off of our troubles because we can just go down the rabbit hole so quickly and easily um, is gonna be so, so helpful. So picking up the phone and checking in on an elderly person or checking in on a family member who's having a hard time that too can get us out of that, that, that free fall of worry and fear.
1: Hey guys, one of the things that will take your weight loss to the next level is coaching. You can either work one-on-one with me or one of our certified private coaches. If you'd like, you can schedule your free call. It's a 10-minute strategy call, just to see if coaching is gonna really take you to the next level. The other thing is listening to the audiobook. Listening to the audiobook and getting the video course that I've done people are seeing dramatic results. If you just listen to the audiobook 30 minutes a day over and over and over again, and get the video course, go to ChantalRayWay.com and check out the video course. You won't be sorry you did. Hey guys, I wanna tell you about a great product that you absolutely cannot live without and it's called Digest Aid. When you're stressed, you might not be able to produce as much stomach acid. And if you're eating a little more right now and you're stressed, You need help to digest your food. My Digest Aid that I created has enzymes that are capable of doing just that. It has both betaine HCL, not just HCL, but an enzyme pepsin that helps your body digest your food, which is really unique. And right now, all of our products are 30% off. Go to ChantelRayWay.com, click on store, and get yours for 30% off. Just use the promo code PODCAST. I don't know about you guys, but I've been doing a ton of cooking lately, and I've been having so many new recipes. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash free recipes to get the best kale dressing recipe you'll ever have. The dairy-free artichoke dip that you will love for completely free. I also wanna give you my entire free smoothie book that has the best smoothies. One of the things that can help you lose weight is just to replace one of your meals with an amazing smoothie. So if you're eating two meals, just make one of them a smoothie. You can get my free amazing recipe book at ChantelRayWay.com slash free recipe. And our protein shakes are amazing as well. And right now they're 30% off. Go to ChantelRayWay.com, click on store and use podcast for the 30% off your protein shake. Yeah. And I think that for you to say to yourself, you know, I don't want to feel what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling overwhelmed and that, that there's no feeling that's going to kill me. Uh, I have been stuffing my feelings so much and I'm not going to stuff my feelings anymore. And my, my favorite line is that we need to sit with unease to beat your disease. So you say right now, I'm going to sit with a little bit of unease because I want to beat my disease that I have. And I, I don't want to stuff my feelings anymore. I'm okay. Okay. I'm feeling overwhelmed. It's okay that I'm feeling overwhelmed. Everyone in the country, there is not one person right now in the entire country. Now I'm going to do a whole session on worry. I'm going to do a whole session on how to beat worry. But, you know, and and the main thing is just basically giving it to God, saying, God, I don't have any control over what's going on right now. I have to fully lay this at your feet and that's Absolutely. the only way to beat worry. And you know, we, there's, there's legitimate talk of, there's things that you can control and there's actions you can take. Like, you know, if you, ha- if you own a business, you can start cutting costs. You can say, you know, I don't really need that. Let me, I don't really need that. Let me start cutting costs here and there. But you don't have, but for me to actually worry about it, I'm not, that's not helping anything. I can- No.
0: Action. It- there It's absolutely true. And it's like, there's a difference between like concern and worry. And I was with a friend recently who is not a spiritual person. And she, we were actually away. We are in Costa Rica while this Corona stuff is, was happening. And she's like on her phone constantly. And she was getting stomach aches over the fear around it. And I said, there's nothing like you, there's worry will not help here. You know, like let's, be cautious and let's wipe down our station on the plane. This is before like it got is crazy. It is right now. But I just said, let's do everything we need to do, but not worry because we, it is out of our control, you know, except for the things we can do. And so I, there's a big difference between being cautious and being concerned and then getting into a fit of worry and fear where we've got stomach aches, you know, and ulcers. And it's just, you know, and I think the spiritual is, I mean, that's always where I take it because that's ultimately, that's my biggest resource is, is being able to turn it over to God and just know that, you know, God's got this, you know, whatever, I don't know how it's going to work out, you know, but I just feel like there is a divine plan and there are so many silver linings to this, you know, just in realizing how much we need each other and how unimportant so many things that we put emphasis on normally how unimportant they really are and how important love is love and family and connection so let's talk for a second of how to
1: discipline your thoughts because i believe that you know most importantly besides even what's going on in in putting things in your mouth we first have to discipline our thoughts yeah. and get what's in between our ears really on the right track. So what are some things that we can do to discipline your thoughts?
0: Yeah, well, I start, you know, first thing, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I mean, I love talking about God. I'm glad you like talking about God because it's so much... I mean, it's, 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 there's so many solutions there, but I do ask God to direct my thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, and to help me think positive thoughts and to be free from worry and fear. You know, I just ask straight out for that because I need that help, you know, and that disciplining. Um, but as I said, also just, you know, action, action cures a lot of worries, you know, and getting into action and thinking about what we can do constructively, um, I've always found that to be so helpful. And I've found that to be helpful for depression also in times when I've been depressed. Um, if I can just focus on Getting things done, like getting a a letter in the mail, or um, getting you know getting the shopping done, or you know just very basic thing, getting the bed made, getting the laundry done, getting basic things done that I can check them off a list. That just that gets me in forward movement and out of that you know that terrible space of worry and fear and depression. And so that's helped me so much. Um, but as a, as I said also thinking of what I can do for others is super helpful. Also, you know, just thinking of how I can make people's lives better. There's so many people in this world who have it worse than I do, you know, and thinking about like praying for those people and then thinking about how I can contribute in some way. You know, I just picked up, I I tend to have a stash of uh, cards, you know, greeting cards and stuff. And I just literally, before we had this um, conversation, I stopped at, um, the bank, and there was a pharmacy next door, and I saw they had greeting cards. So I just picked up about 10 or 12 more cards and Because that's something constructive I can do. I can write cards and send them to people because we're all isolated now. How wonderful to get some real mail! Like, mail is something of the past that we can bring back because it brings joy, you know, to people. And I'll wash and sanitize my hands before I (laughs) write the card and send it off. But, you know, anything I can do to think about bringing joy and happiness to other people without prostrating myself without like, like neglecting myself, you know, we have to put our oxygen mask on first. And that's why I say that morning, that morning ritual of connecting, you know, a spirit first is so, so important. Um, but then th- just getting out of my own head and getting out of my own way and how can I make things better? How can I bring joy to other people and remind people that we're all going to be okay. Like it- just be a source of light and love. Um, that helps me a lot to get out of worry.
1: Yeah and we are shaped by our thoughts and so we do become what we think and so you know one of the things that we can do is just really watch at the second a negative thought comes in to kind of stop and say nope you know I'm not this is not the path that I'm going down I'm going to immediately yeah. shift it and creating those habits like you said because if we're creating those habits like I go to the gym five days a week, and I never wake up and think, I get up early, but I never think, okay, am I going to the gym? I've already made the decision I'm going to the gym. Like, I I don't think about, do I feel like it? Do I want to? There, there's nothing, there is nothing that I do with that. I literally just say, okay, that's what I'm doing, and I'm going to move forward in that direction. So I've created those habits um, to make sure that I've done that. So any other habits that you have on a daily basis that you feel like have kind of
0: helped shape getting rid of the overeating? Um, I would say, um, uh, really, uh, gosh, there's a lot, but, um, you know, I would say like I I mentioned the writing, I would say writing really helps with worry and fear also and getting my head right. Because when I write stuff on paper or I do it on my computer also, if I'm in a, if I'm kind of in a twist about something like somebody kind of, you know, aggravated me or said something that was hurtful or whatever, you know. Um, Or there's a situation I feel very powerless over. Writing it out is really helpful as well. And just, I just dump it. Like I just, I rant on paper, you know, or on my computer. I just rant. And I just, I got swear words. I got everything coming out, you know, and I just dump it, you know, to get that, the heat of those feelings out because otherwise I'll stuff it. You know, and I don't want to stuff it. I don't want to hurt myself over strong feelings because they're just feelings. Like we talked about before, they're just feelings. But writing it out and dumping it out brings, like, it brings the heat out. It brings me back to a center place of calm and sanity because when I'm angry, I'm not thinking clearly, you know, and I don't want to say something I'm going to regret or do something I'm going to regret. So, paper is very safe for me or, or being online on a word doc, you know, very, very safe. And then I come to a place of sanity and then I can see more clearly. Then I can perhaps see somebody else's point of view, or I can see solutions that I couldn't see before, but I got to get that anger and that fear out first before I can kind of have room for, for God to inspire me to some action I can take to kind of, you know, solve something. So, Um, I find that to be super helpful at all. all, Also, it's just, it's so simple. It doesn't cost any money. It's simple. You can do it at home. I mean, it's, it's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah. And I think that just you know, quoting Bible verses when you feel like you're about to overeat are just so powerful. I have a few that I have memorized. Um, one is Psalm 81, 10. I'm the Lord, your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. So asking God to fill fill your mouth. And another one's Proverbs 25, 16. It says, have you found honey? Eat only what you need that you not have an excess and vomit it you know, cause that's true. Like if you're eating, you know, way too much of honey or sweets, right? Like it, we need to limit how much sugar that, you know, we have. And then the last one, is the Bible verse that literally says, it's Proverbs 23, two, which says, put a knife to your throat if you're given into gluttony. So having those, those Bible verses and being able to quote them, the second that you're about to eat when you're not truly physically hungry is super powerful.
0: Well, yeah. And I also want to just add Chantel that, you know, people tend to beat on themselves so much when they do overeat, you know, and I just want to say, just be really sweet to yourself. Like God would never, you know, punish you for overeating. Like it's, it's, we punish ourselves by overeating. So, so it's, and we're so hard on ourselves. So it's just really important to know that it's not your fault. You know, if you're an emotional eater or a food addict, it's, you know, it's something to be dealt with. It's something that needs to be addressed and we probably can't do it on your own and nobody can do this on their own. You know, we we all need help. And so, you know, what I just want to remind people is it's really not about the food. So even though we love food, you know, and when we're obsessing about chocolate or ice cream or something, it seems like it's about that thing, but it's really never really about that thing. It's really a deeper thing. So just try to remind yourself, it's really not about that. There's something else let's do let's do a little like search you know let's 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 get still and quiet do some mm-hmm. writing maybe talking to somebody who cares um, and see what's really going on, because it's it's just never the food. That's a symptom of what's really going on. Yeah, that's a good reminder. That I love, there's a verse called in Psalm 103. It says, the Lord
1: is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. And as far as the East is from the West, he's removed our transgressions from us. So Beautiful. that's a very good point. Well thank you so much for being on our show today. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you.
0: You bet. Um my website is healyourhunger.com that's h e a l healyourhunger.com and the quiz is right there if it'll pop up and if you take that quiz you'll get a personalized, you know, uh response and score of of where you are on that spectrum that I talked about and then steps to take after that. So Yeah, it's just, Chantel, thanks so much for having me. I love the work that you do and all the beautiful ways that you serve. So thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I also, I forgot to mention, I do have a podcast called The Heal Your Hunger Show as well. So yeah, people wanna hear more about emotional eating specifically, they can do that there. Awesome. Well, if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions
1: at com and stay with us because we'll have another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.